0: Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the Mid Michigan area. And now here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman, hanging out with Mid Michigan College Spock Sports Show. First time I've been able to catch up with Coach House this year. I kind of said my apologies to you. Like I said it was a ton of fun covering you guys the last year, and Maybe more in the future, you never know, but another really solid start at 13-6. and six. What's been the factor so far this year, Coach?
1: Yeah, you know, we have a good group of guys that I just feel like the chemistry has really started to click. We had a really good start to the year. We were 8-2 and two going into Christmas. Things were looking really good. I feel like maybe it came a little easy to us. We had some big wins, knocked off two or three ranked teams, and got ranked in the national rankings all the way up to number 15. We came back from Christmas and lost four in a row, and that things weren't clicking. And uh, we had a couple practices probably about the middle of this past month in January where we had to kind of figure some things out, and it wasn't real comfortable. It was a challenging little stretch there for all of us, (laughs) coaches and players. And and I don't know. We just really came together in that stretch. We've won five in a row since, gotten to 13 and six. And um, it just seems like a lot of those things uh, knock on wood are behind us, and uh, the maturity level of the group has really elevated. And we've always had – they're always – They're good kids, but junior college is, you know, we'll probably talk about this a little bit, but it's pretty unique with its, Everybody wants to get out, but at the same time, everybody wants to win and everybody, you know, so we're we're always trying to mesh that together. And it seems like we've gotten past some of those challenges.
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things you try and tell your players, if we win, the more we win, the more people are going to see you. You know, people want you know, you, you got that guy who scores 29 points on a two and 18 team and that guy that scores 18 on that 18 and two team. I, you probably know which one you want.
1: Oh, certainly. Yeah. That's, that is definitely a part of our message. Um, but just like anything, it's easier to say than it is to put into yep. action. And I think, uh, you got to go through some things to really make it come real, become real. And it seems like, um, we've like I said turned the corner and we had a big win last night
0: yeah. and all of these guys are the you know the kids from high school that had the green light that oh, yeah. it didn't matter if they shot 25 30 shots in a game and you got to try and got to try and hone that in and like I said that's great that the, you know they were able to do that in high school But I said you got to try and hone that in a little bit and mm-hmm. that's a great part about having great basketball players is you'd probably rather have that than hey I need you to shoot the basketball more and uh mm-hmm. Deion McLeod, your guy's leading score right now. What does he kind of bring to the table? I said I haven't seen you guys play yet this year. And he's he's
1: he's an incredible player. He scores it. He leads. He plays defense. He's strong. Um, he 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 can just make tough shots. I think you know he's um, gosh. He, you know he had thirty five points against Henry Ford. Guy Gardner was a former Mister Basketball, you know, and he did that in front of you know a couple of Division One coaching staffs that were there. So. I just think he makes big shots. I think he's a, a good teammate. He's a kid that we kind of have challenged to become a better leader, bigger leader, louder leader, and I think that's something that he's growing at and and uh, he's definitely got a chance to do some great things as he finishes up his career here at Mid and moves on to the four-year schools.
0: And now just, you know, kind of going down the leading score, li- you know, list when I pull up things. And if anybody goes to njcaa.com, you go to Division 2, you go to teams, region 12, Mid Michigan College. You can find everything there, and and that's what's really cool. You know, what I mean, points per game, shooting percentages, anything you want. If you're a stat head like you and I both are, you can you can go find all that information. Um, Nick Ellis about 15 a game, seven rebounds in just 28 minutes, and and that's another thing with these guys. It's Hard to get them that you know want to get everybody those minutes as well. But what's he brought to the table for you guys?
1: Yeah, Nick's a great player. He was a six man kind of guy for us last year on a, on a team where we went 22 and seven, and he stepped right into. Starting role this year, he had a big game this uh, last night here, 19 points, eight, um, eight, 19 and 9 or 19 and 8, either way. He had a big game, and, and he just, he's athletic. You know, he caught a lob with his elbows above the rim last night. It was spectacular, and um, it was fun to watch, and he just really becoming a, a key component for our team. He wants to he's you know do it unselfishly. He's he's been outspoken about, you know, stats are great, but I want to win. So he's been a big part of our turnaround, I feel like the last couple weeks. I was
0: like what's it like, you know, one of the leaders of the team kind of, you know, portraying the message you've been trying to send the whole year.
1: Yeah, and he he was he reached out to make sure that he portrayed that message. It wasn't something we asked of him. So, yeah, it's in, it's important, you know, play the, the saying is and Izzo says it all the time is a player coach team is better than a coach coach team and so you know he's an example of a guy who's a player coach out there for us he's getting more confident and um, guys are really boosting him up too and he's a great player he's going to have an opportunity to play a lot of basketball down the road
0: Yep. And now uh DeAndre Griffin James Wright said a couple of those other guys just kind of talk about those guys a little bit and what they bring to the table yeah you you look at you know you look at our starting five
1: we have a nice group of guys but you know just kind of uh, talk about DeAndre. He's from Cincinnati. He's just really done a good job of coming on lately, um, buying into the system, uh, confidently trusting me and in the in the, in the uh, his teammates. And he's a very talented young man and with a high ceiling. And I'm just really proud of the growth he's shown on and off the court. Uh, Devin Watts is a guy that came off the bench for us last year, shooting over 40% from three, um, making big shots. Uh, what I say is, you know, and I confidently say this. I mean. We're going to find out Saturday because we play Bay College again. Um, but I, I would take Devin and D'Lo, uh, our two guards, as the best backcourt in the conference and you know, go to bat for those guys. So I really like those guys. And then James is just a workhorse, man. He, You know, he what he might lack in in um, gracefulness he makes up for and just physicality and just absolutely hates to lose more than he likes to win. And you got to have a guy like that. And he just – he had a huge high school career, 1,500 points, 700 and some rebounds down at Romulus Summit, took him to the Final Four, and he's brought that winning mindset to our starting lineup. Gosh,
0: 1,500 points. And that's what I always try and tell people. You know, you score 12 points a game throughout your high school career, four years, even if you're playing all four years on varsity. That's a really good career. and That don't get you to 1,000 points. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a 20, 25-point-a-game scorer and. To, to get to fifteen hundred, you got to be doing twenty points a game for four years, maybe even a l- little bit more than that. You have to have a few of those. And doing it in the
1: Metro Detroit area on a on a team that went to the Final Four and played at the Breslin. So
0: yeah, that, that's that's pretty darn impressive. Now we also got a bunch of local guys as well. You know, Imani Green, who's going to be you know playing a bunch more for you guys next year. Zach Wentworth, Joe I Young, two guys. And have they talked to you at all about their district final the senior year? Yeah, we we actually practiced over at Sega Heart
1: one night, and Joe and Zach kind of rehash some of those uh, those memories. Joe had a lot of success in that gym, and, and Zach obviously did as well. So, yeah, we've, we've joked about it over the years. We do have some great local players. You know, we talked about a very talented starting five, but a good example of the reason that I think we have a chance to win the conference title, um, like I said, coming down here to a big challenge with us going up to Bay College. But uh, we've got really our our first three guys off the bench consistently throughout the year, not every night, but most of the time didn't play last night. And so then you had some other guys step up, guys hadn't played double digit minutes in a in meaningful, really close, tight game. They step up and play huge minutes last night. Zach Wentworth hit a huge three for us last night in the corner. Shot clock winding down, two point game, second half.
0: Uh, no, guy, talk about guys who hate to lose. Oh, you know, yeah. Zach is one of those guys as well. To a ton of fun covering him in high school. And actually, got to go back to you know the game versus you know Sacred Heart was down fourteen in the third quarter to Fulton in that district championship game. That was like one of the little pump-up things I do. I remember that. And Joe fouled out on a rough, a rough call, I even remember it, with about three to five minutes left to go. And when he went out, you kind of knew that, you know, things were just rolling Sacred Heart Academy's way, and they ended up just going on that deep, deep run. And Joe's been battling a little bit of an injury this year with some ankle stuff, but...
1: When he's played, he's been spectacular. Man, what a good defender! You know, it's funny teams will look at him and say, "Oh, you know, we're going to attack this kid," and then he comes up with a steal, a block, a hustle play. He's made some big shots. He's we call him, <laughs> we joke around, call him Iso Joe, and you know he's he can get to the bucket as, as well, well as anybody on our team.
0: You know, I remember after that game, and like I said, that's a game that had uh, Hungerford uh, on the. T- I think it was Isaac Hungerford for Travis. Travis, Tra- Tra- yeah. Yeah, yeah, and. Also, had uh, Luke Preetum on that team, Wentworth out there. And I remember thinking when, you know, I went out of the game, like, he might have been the best player on the floor tonight. He was spectacular. Another a guy you just you can't leave him open or yeah, he's, he's going to knock it down. And now, you know, also uh, Drew Kelsey, local guy, you know, Blend, you know, he's not, I think he's, him and Amani will be playing a lot more next year, correct?
1: Yeah, so, you know, Am- Amani I'm excited about, you know, he, he made a very, very, tough decision we worked through it a lot had a lot of discussions to decide to redshirt this year he's getting ahead academically he's had a really strong year um in the classroom and and he's doing some great things in our practices i mean we can't guard him in practice i mean we can't guard <laughs> and, and him. for
0: people who d- he was the super dribbling machine monty green last year for people who, who don't remember so yeah he's I, I think he's the best ball handler i've seen in, in, in high school basketball and I've, I've seen some pretty good ones he makes us better in practice every day right now and he's gonna have a great year next year and i'm excited to have him in the program Yep, and uh, you know, I, I always try and describe people the level of basketball that they go see. You know, what does it take to play at this level, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, um,
1: I don't want to sound negative, but one of the things that just boggles my mind is when someone who hasn't seen us play, especially when we're in recruiting, and a kid will say, "No, I'm not. I'm not considering that level." You know, I'm. I'm in, and then you, and then they end up in a certain situation that I don't want to. Like I said, I'm trying to stay away from negativity a little yep. bit. But I guess it just goes back to if you come and see it and you realize how athletic these guys are, how well they shoot the ball, how well, how fast they have to play, how hard they have to play, how physical it is, it's a high level of basketball. And it's really not that far off from any other level that people talk about at the college basketball level. So.
0: You know, I I'm somebody who – I've been to a ton of games, with you guys over at Mori. I've been to a ton of games over on Broomfield as well. And if you ask me, which one do I want to go to? Well, one's free. <laughs> you know, I think I want to go over and check you guys out at Maury Courts. Like I said, that's one of those things that it's a factor now. But if you want to check out some free basketball, some of the best basketball you will ever see, you know, go check it out. I like how you brought it up. You know, if anybody's ever seen is really popular on Netflix, The Last Chance. Oh, yeah. You and even if you've only seen the football. This is what it is. These are guys who are top athletes who are ready to go, but for one reason or another and a it's lot not of time, always well, academics. Yeah, well a lot you know? of times I'ma say one reason or another, a lot of times out of these young men's control, mm-hmm. you know some of these guys were in five high schools in three years that didn't have anything to do with them and maybe not even anything to do with their parents everybody goes through rough patches in their life sure. different things like that but for one reason or another they didn't get that d1 scholarship they weren't you know didn't get offered by Elma or Northwood I'm thinking of you know local guys sure. here when I say those schools but they get a chance to come play here and these were all the guys that were the top level players on the local you know teams in high school and so Yep. It is just a beautiful brand of basketball, I think is the best way to put
1: it. And I appreciate you saying that and having been been there, I, I really respect your opinion on it. And I think, you know, it means a lot to me. And I think another thing that really means a lot to me and I think is evident when you come watch us play and see us interact with each other is that we're more than just the basketball thing. Like, you know, we get a lot of comments from our guys and, you know, tooting our own horn here a little bit, but just like guys that, you know, get the opportunity to go on to a four-year school and they'll come back and say, man, I just wish I could have played all four here.
0: I'll, I'll one-up you there. I remember JaVale Lewis, you know, he's somebody who was able to play a, a bunch of because of the COVID stuff and whatnot. I remember him saying, I want to come back because they're making me a better man. And I don't think there's a better compliment you can get. And if you're a kid out there thinking about maybe going to mid or something and you're listening to this, that's what you should really be thinking about because basketball is great. You know, you're going to be able to do some amazing things with the, you know, steps you can take beyond mid Michigan College and basketball. But there's way more important things.
1: Yeah. and, And I, again, appreciate that. And I think one of the things that's really cool to me and it did it for me as a player about this junior college thing, even is. We have guys. You mentioned we have these local guys. Um, we have guys with two parent homes. We have guys that grew up without a parent. We have guys that grew up in inner city situations that were challenging. We have black. We have white. We have had foreign. We've had we we have all these things. And you mix it together, and then for these guys to care that much about each other, to invite each other to their weddings and their their you know life events, and stay in touch, and come back to games and speak to the team. We had seven guys in the locker room last home game. Speak to the team and. I'm in tears by the end of it because they're talking about the impact the program had on them and their life. And so, and it was assistant coaches that came back. And so, I don't know. Th- those are the things that, you know, 13-6 is great. Um, I'm really hopeful that we can do some amazing things this year. Our, our schedule's tough. Our conference is tough. And I look forward to seeing what these guys can accomplish. But more than anything, I, I, I continue to do this as a coach yep. because of those other things. And
0: now, you know, kind of to continue to talk about the level of basketball that's played. And, again, i have you guys ever gone up against a zone? Oh, yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It's one of those that, like, you know, you might yeah. see that 2-2-1 two, two, press. But yeah. this level of basketball is so good it's so fast-paced that I can think of, you know, the, the 40, 50 games That's that I've done with you guys. I don't really see many zones because it's just that fast pace up yeah. and down. Somebody always asks me, well, what kind of offense are they running? Well, set a screen for the point guard and let's go, baby.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it, it sometimes gets the knock that it's not good basketball because of that. But I would argue that, you know, the best teams like my one of our inspirations is we, we watch a lot of Alabama um, Alabama you know they're, they're, they're the way they play their playing style how fast they play the way they score points if you watch them that I feel like you're seeing a lot of what we do on the court our last here's our last five games real quick 92 points a 102 points 112 98 and then last night 95
0: and that's 95, in 40 95. minutes 95. too
1: that's in 40 minutes <laughs> and it's not chaos like we run stuff we get the you know but but it is fast and it is um, I think it's fun to play in. Uh, it does take some time, though. Like, I'll tell you, we turn the ball over early. The guys don't like me when I tell them they can't do this, they can't do that, until we get it figured out. And then they're like, oh, I see why this all flows together. So I liken a lot of the way we play to like the, the, um, the, tr- the triple option a little bit. Like Every time you have the ball, you have three, four things you got to decide. that's tough early in the year, but eventually it becomes just second nature, and it's really fun to play.
0: Yeah, and again, it's just so much fun to watch. It's action that never stops, and there is some really intense defense being played as well. Like I said, the action is so fast. It's so up and down. That's why there's so many points scored. And, you know, where have you had kids gone on to play? And Rutherford is the one example that I think of, you know, Take COVID aside, he may have ended up at Florida State University yeah. from Mid Michigan College. You know what I mean? Again, that's yeah. a podcast for for another day. Sure. But again. I just want to continue to point out we're in Satori Griffin from the girls team moving on to Central Michigan sure. University. Kids are going on to big places from here.
1: Yeah, Jaden Sims, Conference Player of the Year last year, is at Northwood right now. JaVale Lewis, Defensive Player of the Year a couple years ago. He's at Indiana Tech who is coming up, coming off a, a runner-up NAI National Championship game appearance.
0: Talk about a guy who wins, man. Oh, yeah,
1: everywhere he goes, and what a great human being. Um, Lake Superior State, uh, we've had um, – guys you know just tournament a lot. i
0: think from a few years ago yep
1: yep Olivet, um enrique is andrade is out in um, maine finishing up his degree and and played out there um golly jared walton played out in maine as well at the same school um, hey. you know just a lot of all hey. over the place we've had uh mikhail miles was at central michigan in davenport at one time so a lot of Division two, Division one, Division three. You know, uh, we had some success. Guys going
0: to Elma College, so. but continuing their dream of playing basketball and getting help with school playing basketball. That that's also something that's a big deal. Yep, and building those
1: lifelong relationships that are going to help them through their careers and and as they finish up their degrees. So, yep, special special group of guys played a lot of basketball and and. Uh, moved on from
0: the program. Yeah, and so you guys are at Bay College, you said, this Saturday. But for people who want to find the schedule, go to midmich.edu, go to the athletics tab. You can bring up all the sports right there. You can go directly to the schedule there. But off offhand, can you think of a couple of the home games you guys got coming up in February might be putting you on the spot here a little bit.
1: No, it, well, not really because we just came off the first seven games of the conference, we played five away and two home. Woo. So now we play the next oh, – of the next seven after this Saturday – we play five home and only two away, so we're pretty much home. I think we're home every Wednesday in February, and we have we're home February tenth is a Saturday game. Um, I believe that's the Grand Rapids game. I could be wrong on that, but we do play at least one home Saturday, and then we play um, every Wednesday in February. We're home, and I believe we finish off on a Tuesday. It's right. that Bay College team for sophomore night, which is always a special
0: night. All right. And so, yeah, people want to check you guys out, midmich.edu, athletics tab, or stop up to more records pretty much any Wednesday this this February to be able to find uh, the, the mid-Michigan boys and ladies playing. And just uh, thanks so much for joining me. And I said I was going to ask about the ladies, but I'm going to talk with Lance Manny right now too so he can talk yeah, about that 19-0 and no squad. <laughs> yeah, they're having
1: another great season and doing
0: a great job. Yeah, Coach House, thanks so much, man. Thank you. Going to take a quick break here on Spock Sports. When we come back, my sit down with Coach Lance Maney, an undefeated 19-0 mid-Michigan Lady Lakers. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law, and we'll take care of you.
2: My is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too.
0: Chris Spottman continuing to talk with Mid Michigan Hoops is just able to sit down with Coach House. Now sitting down with Coach Lance Manny and coach uh, great run last year now 19 and0 again this year uh when I say 19 and0 how does that make you feel man
2: uh feels good definitely feels good sometimes you got to remind yourself like wow we are undefeated still we went three months when we haven't lost a game so that's uh, <laughs> I mean it's obviously a blessing but you want to just you know take it one day at a time and Whatever's happened doesn't doesn't matter today as much. Let's just get better
0: today. And how far did you guys get exactly last year? Whatever, because the NJCAA when you start getting to that tournament, man, it gets a little squirrely. But because there's so many teams,
2: yeah. Uh, so we lost in the Sweet 16. All right. Uh, by three points, the team that we lost to ended up losing in the national championship game, so they were the runner-up. Um, so yeah, a little bit of taste of the national tournament this last year, and uh, hopefully we could get back there this year.
0: And for people who don't know. There is so much local talent on this team. When you go look at the roster, it says Ithaca, McBain, Harrison, Hemlock, Saginaw, Mount Pleasant via Shepherd, Matt and Ovid Elsie. You're 19-0 with a lot of mid-Michigan kids. As a Shepherd graduate like me, that, that just make it a little bit sweeter, a little bit better for you?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think it is – I mean, I definitely have thought about that a lot. I just feel like it was a surplus of talent. Like, it was one of the best players that this small school has ever seen – and then 10 different times and 10 different places <laughs> around, you know, an hour radius around Mount Pleasant. So it does make it cooler. It makes it special. I think when you put that jersey on, it says Michigan, and that's where you grew up. It makes it a little bit sweeter, a little bit more pride into it. Obviously, me being from the area, same type of thing. So... Yeah, a special group of girls.
0: Do you feel like you see that on the floor with them too? Like I said, when, and you know that was something Coach House and I talked about. Is is all these players were elite in high school, and they're all trying to move on to the next level too. So sometimes it's hard to get you know team, team, team. But yeah. is, does that make it easier? Are They all putting on Mid Michigan. they all from Mid, well, not all from Mid Michigan, but a great majority.
2: Yeah, I think it does. I mean, some of them, in some cases, they were AU teammates, and like Rachel and Chloe are like best friends for the last since they were little. And uh, some of our sophomores have. Played together now for two years, and other girls um, played against each other, so they you know, they were rivals a little bit in the McVeigh area, and now they get to play together, and they've clicked really well. I think they just came in knowing each other's strengths, and they've been able to complement each other.
0: And Rachel Rezio, did I get it right? Yep. That time, 15 points per game, 90% from the line. Um, What does she bring to the table for you?
2: She's just a winner. She brings whatever the game needs. She can do everything. Um, Ever since I met her, she's been a winner. She played AU for us, and she just – a winner and a coach on the floor and a dog is a lot of different ways to describe her.
0: And, I, you know, for you just saying winner, that's probably, that's probably the highest compliment you could kind of pay. Because, like, yeah. you, you could say, oh, she's great at this. She's great. When you say she's just a winner, she does a little bit of everything great. And the one thing I did see, you know, she's 26 for 100 from three-point range. And you're a guy that I've seen, you know, make 50, 40, 50 in mm-hmm. a row or whatever. And I imagine she would probably even say that's something she can continue to improve on a little bit. And if she does, you know, bump that up even 5%, well, wow.
2: Yeah, I think some of it's just adjusting to the, like, understanding where your fatigue level is when you're taking these shots is what we've been kind of talking about one-on-one. But she's a sniper. Um, just trying to like, okay, if you just did two up and backs as fast as you possibly can, maybe like, you know, coast into the shot and let your legs recover a little bit. Or she just doesn't take plays off. So the, the legs and the fatigue level is, I think, a big part of shooting percentage.
0: Yep. Well, you want her to continue to put up those shots, though. And like you said, they're, they're eventually going to fall. And as the season goes on, you usually get a, in a little bit better shape, too, you know, as things continue to move on. And similar to last year, I mentioned her at 15 points per game, but you look down the list. You've got nine, ten girls that could end up being your leading scorer on any given night. How dangerous does this make this team?
2: I think it's really dangerous. I like that. I know that they're going to try to key on a few girls every night, but, I mean, five, six, seven, eight, nine are all going to go go make winning plays. Um, and that's a fun way to play because you can't hide on the basketball court. All five got to be ready to score the ball or move the ball to the person that's going to score it. So the more weapons we can have out there, obviously, the more dangerous our team is going to be.
0: Now kind of a curveball question here kind of taking a you know exit off the freeway for a second mid Michigan College. You've coached a lot of girls basketball, you coached a lot of boys basketball. Is there much of a difference to you when it gets down to it?
2: Not in the in the gameplay, but in the psychology of it, in the the finesse of coaching the mentalities. I think that's a lot different. Um, one of my spe- strengths I would say is just being able to relate to people whether it's a you know a man or a, a girl. Um, and I think girls are super smart, so you just got to talk to them different. They're motivated differently. Um, they, In their moments of insecurity, they want to be talked to differently than maybe guys. Um, so that's just, like, something you learn as you go, but... Um, it's been a fun group to coach because they want to be coached, they want to win, they want to be great. So they're like they're trying so hard, and it's just my job to give them, give them suggestions and, and watch them take off.
0: Yep. And want to talk a little bit about the San Meridian Mount Pleasant game the other night that I was able to do. San Meridian, a Class C e team, beating Mount Pleasant, a Class A team, and both of them really good I have a chance to, to make some noise come March. Yeah. Um, but Tanner Smith is uh, helps you coach, right? Yep. Is he the most energetic coach you've got? Because it was one of those that and, – and I probably would have too. He came out of his suit jacket a couple times with a couple of shots the girls made. How much fun is it having a guy like that on your staff with real basketball? And I imagine he'd help out here at mid if you ever needed him to as well.
2: Oh, yeah. He's one of our assistants. He, I mean, he just bleeds passion. And it's just like he pumps life into his players in belief and belief and pumps them up. And the way he's turned that program around from a, a winless season to, you know, now right now they're undefeated it has been – I mean, just a testament to what a great coach looks like. He ma- he makes me better as a coach.
0: And and Hemlock knocked him off last year, but they've they've been the Jackpine powerhouse now for for yeah. a few years running. I'm sure he he you know credits players. I didn't know he was actually an assistant with the girls too. So I imagine if you ever come in a little deflated some days too, man, he kind of picks you back up.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely. He makes me better. Um, and the girls love love his coaching and his his passion is awesome.
0: And now after last year, there's always so much turnover. I think you got, is got three sophomores on the squad, maybe yep. four. Are, are you surprised with, with the start this year?
2: Uh, yes and no. Like, I knew this is my first recruiting class. I knew we had a lot of good pieces coming, but I didn't know firsthand how long the adjustment would take as a true freshman, you know, because it is a big jump. Um, I've been pleasantly surprised with how well our sophomores, like how much better they are than last year, probably mentally more than just their ability. Like, there's so much... Um, just more level-headed, and they're they're ready for the ebbs and flows of the game, and they're way better leaders, and uh, just mentally tougher. And then, I mean, some of our freshmen have come and hit the ground running, so I didn't expect to be undefeated, but I did expect for us to be good. Um, but if you if you can have not a perfect game and still find a way to win and learn from that game, I think that's better than, you know, losing and learning from it <laughs> yeah. is what I keep trying to say after some of our tougher games. So.
0: Yeah, it one of those, like, they're waiting, like, are we ever going to lose one? And it's like, you guys – it's all right that we won this game and didn't play well. There's still yeah. a lot we can learn from it. And kind of back to the mid-Michigan talent, um, you, how many years ago did you move back from Florida?
2: Uh, basically during COVID so 2020, so this is yeah, four years. All right, and,
0: and real basketball, you know, started before that, but I feel like when you came back is when things have really kind of, you know, hit to the sky. And for people who don't know, results earned, always learning, local basketball, AAU program. And how many teams do you guys have now?
2: Last year we had 20 teams.
0: 20 teams last year, and I told you, I I feel like I see it in the, you know, in particular in girls' basketball, a lot more competitive. I'm seeing more freshmen up on varsity because you can't keep these girls down because they're just too good of players. Um, You know, do do you see that? Do you feel like that's made a big difference in these girls making that jump from a McBain, a McBain NMC, you know, a, a Saginaw school, going right into this NJCAA?
2: Yeah, I mean, not all of them played for us, so I can't say, oh, we, we helped every single I'm, one. I'm but trying to get you to toot your no, horn here,
0: baby, but you're, you're, you're too humble about it. It's, but.
2: it's been awesome to see the way that Real has positively impacted the area, and it, it makes me feel obligation to keep it going, to serve the area, and give it, like all the players you know, the best opportunity that, that for people that want to play in the offseason. Um, I think we just have a special group of, I mean, it's really cool moving back here, seeing some of these girls since sophomore year, junior year, senior year, like you really understand them as a person. I under, I know what they look like on a bad game and a bad day. And I'll, I'll sign up to coach that every day because they're good people. So we just have a good group where, you know, my job is to worry about basketball and they're going to class and they're being good people. They're good teammates. They're fun to be around. So it's just been a blessing. If all you have to worry about is basketball as a college basketball coach, like you're living a good life.
0: <laughs> hey, and if and if what your job is is basketball, you know, like I get paid to watch high school sports. So I always say that's pretty good living. You got to yeah. feel the same way right now, just kind of coming into the gym every day and being like, Yep, all right, this ain't, this ain't a bad place to be.
2: This <laughs> is a good reminder. You got to work hard though, because somebody else is like, I, I wish I could just coach basketball all day. So, um, but yeah, it's a blessing. I get to train the players outside of practice and and. They want to work on specific things, so it's been it's been fun.
0: And again, you and I go back to high school. You you, you turn into a very great player after high school. I've always been, yeah, you know, <laughs> you you wouldn't leave me open though. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but you and I weren't good enough to have those opportunities and real is given basketball opportunities to some of those guys like you and me, yep. freshman, sophomore year. And then you turn around their senior year and they're the star of the team because they were able to get that training. They were able to get that work and that's not to knock on any local coaches, but yep. it's just a fact of the matter that there's only so many roster spots at the schools. And so when you give all those kids an opportunity, it just, it is really panning out. And as a guy who calls the local high school basketball games, thank you. I, you know, I, I want to say that, yeah. man, I really appreciate what you're doing for these kids and, uh, one example I want to point out when I was talking with Coach House, if people don't know about this level of basketball, they've got to come check it out. It's pretty darn special, and Satori Griffin is now gone across the way. She's now at CMU, and yeah. so how special is that? And I want There's local kids out there. Mid-Michigan is a great place to start. You don't have to go far away to go to some school. If Mid-Michigan the right opportunity for you, they play well. You're going to find them an opportunity at the next level.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We that's That was one of the big goals coming in is that if you play here, you can have the opportunity to play somewhere else after. And I do think it is a, a wake-up call for some recruits who think Juco is not going to be very good or some coaches that reach out to me for their fifth or sixth best player and say, oh, I think she could play Juco. And it's like, well, have you seen a game? Because, yeah. you know, we have six or seven girls that scored 1,000 points in high school. So as soon as they come to a game and then they see us score 90 or 100, they're like, oh, that is faster and, and that is and more talent than I thought.
0: Super to what I said with Coach House, it's 90 to 100 with really good defense. Yeah. It is just that fast pace. It yep. is up and down.
2: Yep. Now it's special to see the girls from last year's team um, playing at, at four-year school is a testament to, to them and – yeah, Tori's a cool story. She wasn't really recruited out of high school. She wasn't even going to play, and then she came to Mid and, and had an awesome two years, and now she has an opportunity to play Division One on a scholarship
0: and, uh, could, and continue her education yeah. too, and saving a whole lot of money because you know she came here and then was able to move on to CMU. But it's kind of overall all these real girls and everything like that. That let's be real, if it wasn't for Mid Michigan College having this local basketball team, they might have not had that local opportunity. They might have had to go a long way away to play some moves. How cool is it for you to see them kind of keep living their dreams? Yeah, it's just cool to be
2: able to provide an opportunity. It's not, you know, it, it works out for them. It benefits us, and it's, like, it's like awesome when you ha- are able to present that and it makes sense for both sides. So you love the game. You want to get an affordable education and, and take a year or two to figure out what do I really want to study and where do I really want to live and, and kind of have that adjustment where you're moving out of your parents' house but you're not. You know, five hours away.
0: I really like how you brought up the what do I want to study because that could be a thing. You could go to a four-year school and start going there and realize, oh shoot, this is the degree I wanted, and then that other college scholarship isn't there anymore because you signed on. So there's there's a lot of great reasons to go to Mid Michigan College and to play sports at Mid Michigan College, and you guys are creating those opportunities for the local youngsters to keep living their dreams and then even move on to, you know, bigger and better. Well, I don't even want to say bigger and better things. Like I said, that's your goal is to have them move on to that four-year school and continue their career.
2: For sure. I do think the stigma around junior college is becoming – it's kind of going away because people are realizing, like, I shouldn't pay a ton of money and go into debt for college if I don't necessarily need it. So I think it's becoming a more viable and popular option. Um, What was I going to say?
0: And then, you know – our small school stars around here? Like I said, they just they just don't get that exposure, and then they come here and they're able to get that exposure because you know it, it. Once you guys go to the Sweet Sixteen, yeah. How many D, how many D one college scouts do you think there were there?
2: Oh my goodness, probably got, over a hundred at least. Yeah. <laughs> I got at least five to ten texts and emails a day. You know, Division two, Division one, out of state. There's a lot of opportunities. The more you win, so obviously that's what we're gonna continue to try to do. And the other thing I was gonna say is just people make a place and I've been around four-year teams and in quote-unquote better you know situations but it doesn't get any better than if you enjoy showing up every day and you're you're like the people that you're playing with and you're winning every game like that's a pretty good situation sometimes it doesn't get any better so just trying to appreciate every day of what we have going right
0: now yep. and Javel Lewis a few years ago you know he came back again to to mid because he had the opportunity and I remember asking him why he was coming back and he said you know Mid-Michigan, the coaches here are making me a better man. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like that, you know, for you, that's the ultimate compliment that you guys can get is making these better, better, better men and better women that there are going to be the leaders of our community tomorrow. So, exactly. Lance, thanks so much for joining me and talking with Coach House. You guys have a lot of home playoff games coming up in February. and So if anybody wants to check out the Mid-Michigan Lady Lakers, You go to midmich.edu, click on the athletics tab. You can pull up that schedule right away. But he said pretty much every Wednesday you guys are home here at Moray Courts. And how much does it cost to go to a mid-Michigan Laker game, Lance? Uh, It's free. Free. For free, 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 free. (laughs) So if you want to check out some really high-quality hoops, come out to Moray Courts pretty much any Wednesday in February or go check their schedule. You guys always play right before the men, too, so it's always doubleheader action. And you're not going to find a better level of basketball. You're talking to a guy who's – He's watched a lot of stuff across the way. He's done a lot of high school stuff. The up and down action, it is intense. It is a whole lot of fun. Lance, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Another big, big thank you to Coach Manny. Coach House taking some time to join me to talk a little mid-Michigan Lakers basketball. And thanks to you for listening to another Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 every Monday night, 7 p.m. and podcasting wherever you get your podcast. And as always, we are presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. Back with more Spock Sports Show. Before you know it, MyMichiganPodcast.com and every Monday night, 7 p.m. on Buck 92. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. Sponsored locally through Barbary Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.